Episode 16 of Catching a Buzz is here. Um, our last episode before we get actual sports back, including baseball, um, tomorrow night, uh, which is Thursday. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking NFL and NASCAR. Those are our two uh, pillars of our podcast the past couple weeks, um, past couple months, actually. Um, so we're going to be re- recapping those. We also have a lot of Brewers talk because um, we're finally getting games soon. Uh, that should be exciting. And then ending it out with NBA talk, mostly Bucks. Um, but yeah, a uh, little bit of a shorter episode as we near the start of actual sports being played. Super excited. Uh, stay tuned. Episode 16, we're back. Uh, another great week of sports talk with Jake. Uh, we got the four current major sports right now to talk about. Um, but we're going to start out with NFL. Um, the NFL owners and the NFLPA agreed on COVID testing, um, which was their big meeting today. They had an owners meeting with some representatives from the ML or NFLPA, I think it was. Um, but basically, they agreed on COVID testing for the start of the season. Um, they're going to test every day, uh, every player every day for the first two weeks of mini camp practice, training camp, whatever you want to call it, uh, the preseason. And then if numbers are below 5% for, uh, positive rates in the league, they're going to switch it up to every other day. Um, this seems like obvious, like this is what you should do, right? There was yeah. no, there was no two sides about it. They, I think they were both on the same side here. Yeah, it's not really like a hot take to say like, yeah, it'd probably be better if we tested every day. And then another thing that I thought was interesting is if the rates ever go, like, so if they if the rates get below five percent, they lower the testing. If the rates ever get back above five percent, they immediately go right back to daily testing for the entire league. So probably a good thing. Uh, it'll be kind of it'll be easier that way to kind of keep track of who's positive, who can play, who can't play, kind of you know how long guys are gonna have to sit out. But yeah, overall, not really a topic that you can debate. I think most people would be in agreement that this is probably a good call to get NFL back. Yeah, and this was brought about kind of by the. Did you see a bunch of tweets from all the NFL guys, NFL players on Twitter? Um, obviously, they're tweeting. Um, the other day about we want to play, kind of like the uh, baseball one where it was tell me a time, when and where or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I didn't read any of the tweets. I, I don't know what, I think it was all about the safety of the players and they wanted to make sure like, hey, telling the fans, we're trying to get this done, but the owners are the fault of it? Yeah, it's just kind of like trying to get ahead, you know, with the... New CBA agreement kind of being a big topic coming up. Kind of trying, you can kind of tell both sides are like trying to get the fans to back them whenever these talks are going to happen. So the players kind of, like you said, went out and said, we want to play. For example, Patrick Mahomes tweeted, uh, getting ready to report this week, hoping the at NFL will come to agreement with the safe and right protocols so we can feel protected playing the sport we love. Hashtag, we want to play. 
So, yeah, just the players kind of showing the fans that if anything happens, it's not because the players are, aren't are willing to step up. Yeah, and I think it's a good move by them because I feel like they've gotten kind of the... I mean, both sides really have gotten... I don't know what you, the word to call it, but uh, the, the fans and the media haven't been too happy with them because it seems like, oh, you won't play for... It's kind of with the baseball thing, like, oh, they wouldn't play for pro rate or they wouldn't pay for discounted salaries or whatever. Why don't you play for $3 million instead of $6 million? Like, I think the NFL players are just stepping out in front of things. Mm-hmm. It just get the fans on your side. I mean, every all, all the fans want to be against the owners. That That's just biased. It's just what everybody has in their heart, right? I mean, like... Well, yeah, because, like, whenever, like, owners say... Or, you know, like, the GM's front offices will try to make it seem like the players are just being greedy with their money. That's literally all the NFL owners do. Yeah, that's, that's what that's their job. All they care about is making the most money possible for themselves. Because I think we talked about this either last week or two weeks ago. For the owners, it's an investment, and they care about nothing other than making money. Yeah. So I like that the players are kind of stepping up and saying, hey, like... Fuck off. Like, it's not us. If there's any problems, it's not us that's the problem. Speaking about owners, uh, Dan Schneider is still trying to get a, a deal done for a new trademark on a logo and a name. Um, that's kind of... It's it's at a point where the guy who bought all the trademarks or whatever is trying to give it to the Redskins, but they, they don't know what to do with it. They've never, <laughs> I read an article today that was like, hey... I'll give you this pretty much for free. Just donate to a couple charities I want you to. One of them is Native American. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah, and what's funny is, like, currently the name change is not the biggest problem facing the Redskins right now. No, it's not. Like, like right away when this came out, everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, it took a long time. But, hey, like, good for you, Washington, for, you know, changing the name. And now, like... The name change is on the back burner. Yeah, we got that. Fi- we kind of got that figured out. No, it's just Dan Schneider being a fucking idiot, and they're selling half the fucking team. And being an asshole because of the report that, like everybody who worked for the, t- for the team was yeah like harassed in some way, shape, or form. If not by Schneider, by like his closest friends with the team. Yeah, the the, the Washington no names as we'll call them right now. They are fucked. They have so many problems with their franchise. They, they're bad, first of Well, not first of all. The, the assault and everything, that should be first of all. Right. But they but, are bad. But they're a bad football team. And they have to change their name because it's been non-PC for forever. Yeah, like it <laughs> probably never was like a good name. Yeah. Oh, but the history. I'll never change the team name because it's been around for a while. Fuck off, Dan Snyder. They should just sell that team. Yeah, he needs to not be the owner. No, like, I, I don't the, know who's going to buy it, but... <laughs> like, the team will not be successful under him. The culture will not be successful under him. Just nothing good will come out of the Washington no-names until Dan Snyder is no longer with the team. And I don't think he's going to get rid of it until he dies. No, he's, like, so arrogant that he just thinks everything's fine. Yeah, like, oh... It's cool. I make billions of dollars. It's fine. Yeah, and then he comes out like, oh, we're going to hire a private investigator, unbiased, to look at the problems inside our building. Yeah, you don't slip him a cool hundred grand to keep things shut. It's not really an unbiased if you're the one paying them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, They need to fix their franchise, kind of like the Mets do. 
the Mets aren't as bad, obviously, because they don't have half as much shit going bad. But whoever their who's their owner? Do you know the Mets? Oh man, Benson, stat expert who owns the Mets. Um, is it like Ramos or something like that? No, who it's, owns the uh, Mets? Will Ponds. Will Ponds. The Will Ponds. The Will Ponds. They're going to sell, too. And that might be a huge deal with a bunch of celebrities and a bunch of, like, other sports players and shit mm-hmm. owning that team. That'd be dope as hell. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe they wouldn't be... I mean, they're still always going to be the second New York baseball team. Yeah, and that's impossible. Kind of like, like, even though the Nets are much better than the Knicks, mm-hmm. like, the, the Nets Knicks are the play, secondary yeah, team. Well, yeah, and the Knicks play in Madison Square Garden. Like, right. You get... Yeah. Like, every sport has two New York teams, and one of them will always be the dominant, like, top one that yeah. everybody loves, and the other one's just kind of there. But yeah, yeah the, the NFL has three New York teams. Well, I'm t- I guess I meant New York City. Okay, then technically, New York has New York City has zero teams. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but you know what the hell I mean. Okay, sure, we'll go with the state of New York. We'll throw the Bills in there. The Bills are ir- they're not irrelevant okay, skill wise. Are you talk when you're talking team in New York? You're talking Giants, Jets. What about the Giants? They have more. No, success. and Jets. I meant oh. and Jets. Like the Giants are probably like the. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, uh, who's the Yankees in this situation? The Giants. Okay, that's what I'm making sure of. Right. But the goddamn Jets, they're. Eh. The the Jets are like the Mets, the the Nets. Why does all these secondary teams rhyme? I don't the know. Jets, Mets, Nets. Yeah. And Islanders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Islanders didn't fit the fit the bill. Um, like the Rangers are horrible, but in terms of like New York weird. hockey. Yeah. Well, because the Islanders don't even play in New York; they play on Long Island. Okay, but the Giants and Jets play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay, yeah. They're still a New York team. The whole New York shit... Well, the problem is they can't get any fucking space There's no to room play. for a stadium. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, your stadium was either always there or, like, you can't put it there now. Yeah, or you gotta build it in the Bronx. Wherever the fuck they play now. Do the Yankees still play in the Bronx, or did they... When they built a new stadium, did they stay in the Bronx? I think they just put it on top of old Yankee no Stadium. No chance. Did they? Benson really? shaking his head. They I'm put not it sure. on top. I'm not sure. All right, back to NFL talk. Um, Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown comes out and tweets today. The only like, if you pictured yesterday, if I told you Antonio Brown is going to retire, this is how he would do it. He tweeted on Twitter today. Obviously, he's on Twitter. He's tweeting. Um, four hours ago, is it time to walk away? I done. Green check mark emoji, everything in the game, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Then about a minute later said, at this point, the risk is greater than the reward. Thank you, everything, everyone who has been a part of this journey. I sincerely, sincerely thank you for everything. Life goes on 84. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, mental illness is no joke, but that dude's got to be bipolar or something. Yeah, like, there's definitely something that, to be honest, I think the Vontez perfect hit, like, just messed him up. him up for good? Because he wasn't, like, that outlandish before, and, like, he was happy. I mean, he was he was a good player after that happened. Yeah. But, like, before that happened, he was just kind of, like, a low-key, like, you know, dude who happened to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. And the shit that has happened with him over the it's last years... It's gotta be CTE. 
Yeah. Like, he might be the first case of recorded, like, instant CTE. Mental breakdown, yeah. Like, I don't even know if that's how... Like, I'm pretty sure that's not how CTE works. Like, I think <laughs> it takes a long time. Yeah, it's supposed to But be. he might be the first case of, like, instant, like... Like, I feel bad for Antonio Brown. Yeah, you do, but if this is just how he always was and we didn't know about it until he started wanting more money for his contracts... That could be true. Yeah, I mean, like, that could be it. But if he's dealing with something, then, like, you just gotta kind of feel bad for the guy because... His life has just kind of spiraled since yeah. he left Pittsburgh. I mean, he's got hundred more million dollars than I do right now, but his mental health not, might not be there. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the only way AB could have ever retired. I feel like, and I and I'm sure this is one of three thousand retirements on Twitter for AB. Who knows? Yeah, um, like I'm, I feel like this isn't the first time that he's said like I'm done, mm-hmm. or really any pro athlete has said like I'm done. Everyone's like. They're retiring, and then it turns out they're just, like, pissed off and tweeted something. Yeah. Um, did he go anywhere before Oakland, in between Pittsburgh? Mm-mm. He went straight to Oakland, and then... Uh, and then to the Patriots? Yep. Ha. For, like, a game, If the Patriots touchdown. can't turn you around, get out of here. You yeah, stay, you no, stay Bill Tom, Belichick couldn't fix Tom it. You Tom Brady's home. Like, how, how do you mess up with the Patriots if you're living with Tom Brady? Yeah, like uh, that probably that's probably was a sign for the rest of the league to be like, yeah, we're probably not gonna sign Antonio <laughs> Brown. Oh yeah, kind of like a Josh Gordon scenario. Yeah. Like Josh Gordon couldn't get it turned around with Bill Belichick watching over him. Yeah. Like might be a lot harder to fit. Ooh, fix. Some would say the Patriots turned Aaron Hernandez around the wrong way. Yeah. He, he wasn't a killer before he went to the Patriots. No, that's true. Like, he yeah, murdered someone as a men- member of the New England Patriots. So, Belichick, Belichick confirmed serial killer, not serial killer, he didn't kill multiple, did he kill multiple people? I forgot that. Yeah, I think he killed two people. Two people? We'll just give him a double homicide maker. We'll say Bill Belichick will make you do a 180 from who you were <laughs> before you signed. Yeah, so if you're good and you go to the, if you're fine and you go to the Patriots... You might kill a person. Right, and if you got some issues going on in your life, you'll probably get them straightened out, unless you're Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon. Yeah, they, they were kind of fucked. Um, more NFL news. Uh, Derrick Henry and Chris Jones signed extensions, new contracts for their respective teams. Um, Derrick Henry gets a four-year, $50 million contract, $25 million in guarantees. Um, I saw an article, I didn't read it, but... Something said it was like a, a really good contract for Derrick Henry and that other running backs will benefit off of this. I, $12 million is, I mean, it's a running back, so $12 million is pretty good, but it's not like he's a top three running back in the league right now. Like he's not getting paid that, is he? I don't... I don't know if I'd say he's a top three running back in the league. Based off last year, I'd put him up there. Okay, I mean, I mean he might be because, like, I think... Well, okay, Zeke... I think is better than Derrick Henry. Me too. I think I would rather, on my team, I would rather have Christian McCaffrey than Derrick Henry. Yeah. And, I mean, this might just be based on age. Well, I guess I don't know if I can even say Saquon because Saquon obviously had an outstanding rookie year, yeah, but last year was hurt and, yeah. like, didn't really. So, yeah, I mean. He's, he's up there. He's one of the best in the league. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not getting paid, like, an absurd amount 
other than maybe that there's tw- half of it's fully guaranteed. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how much uh, Melvin wanted when he was holding out. Was it Melvin wanted like 14, okay, I yeah. thought. That seems like more upper echelon. Um, I mean, it's it's a good deal for, for Derrick Henry. It's a good deal for the Titans. Um, I guess you can say for Derrick Henry. Um, I just, I've never been a real big fan of him. I was, I felt like he's always been more of a college back. Um, he just plows through people. I guess he's big enough to do it, but. Uh, he's, what I've like observed about him is like the last two years didn't really do much the first half, second half of the season just went off. Mm-hmm. And like, it seems like he's either like has an amazing game and might run for 200 yards or he'll get like fifty five and fifty yards and like if he's lucky a goal line carry. Yeah, fall into the end zone. Right. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Like I wouldn't I like I wouldn't be disappointed to have Derrick Henry on my football team, but yeah, he's just kinda hard to read. Yeah, and it's weird because in the age of not paying running backs, they go out and pay one. I know their team is structured around running back heavy ball because they don't really have that elite of a quarterback. Um, not, or receivers. Yeah, their their receivers are getting better as they grow. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, they're a run first team. It makes sense that they pay one. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Aaron Jones does with this information because he's gonna want a contract, and I don't think we'll give it to him. No, we were we are not gonna pay Aaron Jones what he wants unless he wants like ten million maybe. Yeah. The thing is, though, with LaFleur, he, he wants to run the ball. He wants to be a San Francisco 49ers offense. Yeah, but I, Aaron Jones would not be worth a Derrick Henry contract. I think you'd give him, yeah, ten, t- right around 10 is the range. I yeah, think. if we could get him on like a four-year, like 32 or something. I don't think that's possible. No, but if we could, if yeah, we could if we get could, him like, yeah, I mean, we'd have to crank up the the guaranteed money to yeah. get a lower contract. And um, it might help that we have like eight of the top twelve running backs in the next free agency class, along with Aaron Jones. Right, so he won't be able to kind of drive the market because yeah. of the other guys that you know. It, it'll be it'll help us long term that there's a lot of backs yeah, coming out for sure. Um, Chris Jones signed an extension with the Chiefs. Um, they're just dumping money out the window. Gave Chris Jones a four-year, $85 million contract. Uh, $60 million in guarantees um, upon signing. <clears throat> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money. That's a, a player, lot of money. You, you just dished out two massive, con- one obviously way more massive than the other. Um, within the past month or three weeks or two weeks or whatever, and are they going to be able to feel a full team? <laughs> They're going to be yeah. playing a, paying a lot of rookies, 800000 Right. That is the one thing they have going, though, is how young their team still is, is they still have, like, a few years, you know, before, like, before they're fucked. Yeah. Um, I think one of the years they're going to be fucked is... Do you pay Tyreek or do you pay Travis Kelsey? Yeah, and the, I mean, you That's think about be the it. Big, their next biggest decision is going to be that. You think about it, like it's much harder to get a top tier tight end, but an offense can be improved so much by a guy who just completely blows the he back end be, off a of yeah. defense. I feel like if I were a DB or a, a whatever. Maybe stretch linebacker. Um, Safety. Yeah. 
Um, I think I'd be more scared of Tyreek, right? That dude can just run past you no matter how fast you are. Like, even with with Travis, I know he's a great fucking tight end, but you can defend him a decent amount better than Tyreek. Yeah, I mean, it's easier to... You, you don't get... Like, there's not as much of a home run threat with Kelsey. Like, yeah. from anywhere on the field, Tyreek can score a touchdown... But if you're like if you just kicked a touchback and the Chiefs are starting on the twenty, Kelsey's probably not going to score an eighty yarder. So yeah. I think I know is that think that's what you're trying to say? Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. But at, yeah, like at the same time, there's only probably like three tight ends that are like premier tight end. Maybe yeah, I mean three he catches hundred balls a year, right? For twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns, like who wouldn't want that on their team? But I think I'd rather have. If they pay them both, then I will be on the side of, yeah, they don't. They, they don't have enough money to field a fucking tournament. Right. Because right now I'm like, yeah, like they'll figure it out. They'll get guys for cheap, like whatever. If they sign Tyreek and Kelsey, yeah, they're going to be signed. Well, they're going to be playing undrafted free agents. Yeah. Chris Jones, Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek. Yeah, and I think, well, I think it'll be interesting because I'm pretty sure that Kelsey and Tyreek is a couple years away, but that's also when. Mahomes' contract gets ramped up a little bit in a couple years, so it'll be it'll be tight a tight budget for the. The Chiefs uh, are gonna have to hope the salary cap gets jacked massive, up. Massive, um, yeah. That's all all for NFL talk today. Um, second sport of the podcast, pretty much for the past eight weeks straight. NASCAR, your resident NASCAR expert, Jake White, uh, also just talks about the rest of the stuff on the podcast because he's the two of us yeah well, that yeah. you know yeah resident expert though we'll give it to you appreciate it so three weeks or uh, excuse me three races have happened since we last uh, recorded so last sunday was kentucky uh, i was coming back from vacation wasn't able to watch the rookie cole custer won over martin truex kind of had a ballsy move in the last like 10 laps or so to win his first cup race ever uh, moving on, last Wednesday, for the first time ever, the NASCAR All-Star Race was at Bristol. Uh, Bill, I know you didn't really watch it. I watched most of it. It was pretty cool, kind of with the underglow on the cars. and Yeah, so they had, like, you want to, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, I can talk about it. So the Fords, all the Ford cars had, I believe, uh, red underglow. Blue. No, yeah, blue underglow. Toyota had red. No, Ford was blue because the picture of Blaney yeah, and Harvick said. was that's red. And so did Ford have red or blue? I think Ford had red. Why would Ford glow. have red if the f- fucking logo's blue? I don't know. And the three colors for the three the manufacturers. You, the way you said it to me earlier made sense. Ford blue, Toyota red, Chevy orange. Okay, Chevy was for sure orange. Okay. And then between Toyota and Ford, one of them had blue logo. I have a hard time believing a blue logoed company had the red and a red logoed company had the blue. Okay, you know what? We'll figure this out. NASCAR Underglow. Looking it up on Google Images. And we have, let's see here, uh, looking for images. Okay, in this picture, we have a... Brad Keselowski, okay. So, blue was Ford. I was incorrect. But you were correct when you told it to me the first time. Correct. Okay. So, anyway, uh, they they had the underglow at the All-Star Race. Just kind of a cool little side thing. They had some other cool, like, rule changes. Kind of like every All-Star game tries to do to test things out. 
won't really go into those. My guy Chase Elliott won the All Star race, much like the other race. right, much yeah. like the other All Star games in sports means absolutely nothing other than he gets a million bucks. Uh, then moving on to yesterday's race at or Sunday's race at Texas, uh, Ryan Blaney was pretty much the guy to beat. Led like 150 laps, had two and a half second lead on the guy in second, which was Denny Hamlin. Green flag pit stops come with 40 laps to go. Uh, then Phil's guy Denny Hamlin. No, yeah, lose. No, 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 no. Denny Hamlin wrecked after this. Quinn Hauff spun out, smacked the wall, threw the caution. Everyone who didn't pit, so it was a lap ahead of all the guys that had pitted under green. Uh, they got to pit. Guys like Blaney had to take the wave around, so they started at the tail end of the lead lap. And with like 20 laps to go, Blaney was in 16th, couldn't pull it out. And Austin Dillon ended up winning his third ever race, Good first you ever at you Texas. Don't, you don't see him win very much. Yeah, Richard Childress Racing finished 1-2 with Tyler Reddick fish, finishing second. And uh, they held off Logano and Kyle Busch, which I was happy to see. Yeah, fuck Kyle Busch. Uh, Jimmy Johnson wrecked again. Jimmy Johnson was looking early <laughs> like the guy to beat. Like he always, he is every single race this year. I swear to God, you it's think like, like oh, Jimmy, he's really back, good. like he's back, kind of like a tiger thing. Yeah. Like Johnson's back, and then he wrecks it. Uh, same <laughs> thing happened this week. It was no different. Did you uh, do any betting this week? Yeah, so I was hoping this wouldn't come up, but I am on a cold streak. <laughs> Ooh. I was going to ask you your picks Lo- for next week, so... Lost the last three. Maybe we shouldn't ask you. Lost the last three, but uh, I tell you what, I haven't looked too much. They race at Kansas on Thursday. Yeah, Superstar Battery 400. I will tweet out on Thursday my pick, or a couple picks maybe, for who's winning Kansas. All right, I'm betting them, man. Uh, per- perfect, please do. Maybe I'll come up and watch the race. Yeah, maybe. We'll do it. We'll have to do it. Catch a little, uh, catch a little baseball, which will yeah. be a good segue into our next topic. Yeah. Um, baseball's back, folks. This week we have actual MLB baseball games for the first time in what seems like three years. Um, the last time we watched the Brewers play baseball... Uh, it was heartbreak in Washington, and it's been a long time coming, but we got baseball again. Um, Brandon Woodruff was named the opening day starter for the Brewers. No surprise here. Clear-cut number one on the rotation. Um, he's pitched really well in their in their little training games uh, this past week, the Blue and Gold series. Um, pitched really well. Obvious choice. Nothing else to say about it other than uh, I'm fucking excited to see him torch the Cubs. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Looking forward to the big man burning them by Rizzo and Brian Bodie and maybe Baez. Maybe and he'll knock one out uh, Wrigley for us. Nothing I want to see more than Brandon Woodruff park one on opening day. Brandon Woodruff's home run in that Dodgers series probably oh. made me the happiest man ever. I will always remember. I was driving home from lacrosse for to go you home for watching. the weekend. Listening, I listened to Euchre call yeah, it on okay, the radio, which might have been better. Mm. Just exiting out off the belt line onto Stoughton Road, and all of a sudden, Euchre calls Brandon Woodruff's moonshot. That was pretty that was sweet. fucking sick as that. Um, yeah, uh, more Brewers news. Uh, Ryan Braun still hasn't played in that Blue Gold series. We played four or five games of that series, and Ryan Braun still hasn't played. Uh, Craig Council, quoted today, is now starting to get worried. And... Um, they had an interview with Ryan Braun, um, said it wasn't anything about opting out of the season or not wanting to play or anything. He has an oblique injury uh, that he's been nursing for the past couple of weeks. 
Yeah, what's funny is he's been nursing an oblique injury for the past four years. Every, like, it once a month. Up. Yeah. Once a month, the dude's out for four games with dude's an oblique injury. Right, like, I don't he know. He doesn't have steroids to regen his body. Yeah, that, uh, no, that what's funny is since he got busted for the juice, that's when these oblique injuries started mm-hmm. creeping up, which might be a result of steroids. Yeah. Who knows? We'll, we'll got to talk to A-Rod on that one. You have any oblique injuries after your steroid shit? Yeah, maybe maybe we just like maybe we just crack the code if a dude has an oblique injury. Yeah, test he, him. He, yeah, he's had, he's done PEDs. <laughs> um, Chris Yelich, not great. I I I'm not like worried about it because I know he'll just turn it on in the regular season. <clears throat> but I think he has a grand total of zero hits in this four game series so no, far. No, I think he got he got one. He got one. Are you? Sh- was that the video you saw on Twitter? Uh, I just got like an ESPN update oh. that said like players like celebrate with Yelich after he gets his first hit. Oh, that was before the series. That was his only hit of the spring so far. Oh, so that wasn't in the blue gold. No, series. that wasn't against like live simulated pitching or anything. I was just kind of. I mean, it was simulated pitching like live, but it wasn't like game environment. Okay. He hasn't, okay, so he's batted I think twelve or thirteen times in this series. O for thirteen with a walk. Yeah, They're even for twelve with a walk. Like you said, I'm not worried about it. Like, what's funny is we never, until this year, nobody ever really looked at spring training stats because there was yeah. so much else going on. Uh-huh. Like, there could have been tons of major players that every year have had a shitty spring, and we just don't know because there's too much else going on for us to care about it. You know. Yeah, and that that I mean yeah that makes sense. We we usually don't care about the spring training too much. Um, it's just a little, like, little surprising, I guess, because usually he just lights it up at Miller Park and he's not doing it right now. I don't know if it's because he's facing his own guys that's throwing him off, um, but we'll see. I'm sure he'll come out and absolutely smack some at, at, uh, Wrigley this weekend. Um, we start a series there on Thursday night, um, where the second game, or first game of a triple header. I thought we played on Friday, the 24th. That was when the second pitcher in the rotation was supposed to start, Corbin Burns, I'm pretty sure. Well, then, yeah, we play baseball on Thursday. Brewers, Cubs. Let's see. Uh, no, Friday was right. Friday was right. Opening uh, day is on Thursday with two Thursday, different yeah. games being played. And then I think the Brewers play the... I think it's the first game in a triple header on ESPN. Um... Which should be exciting. ESPN is is a great host for uh, baseball. I I like watching them when they're on. Usually it's against the Cubs, so probably that's why I like it a little bit more. Um, But yeah, if we can get out to a series win there, two and one, uh, leaving Wrigley in a 60-game regular season, I'd be pumped. Yeah, that would be big. And then we go right into another divisional series at the Pirates. So basically kind of... Putting the ball on our court to take a big lead in the NL Central to start yeah. their short and I, season. And I'm pretty sure that I think like 60% of games this year are going to be in division, which will be nice to mm-hmm. see. Because like, division games are just so much more intense. Like they have a purpose. Yeah. Well, what? Now then, yeah, I mean, exactly like you said, it's actually we have a series, so we play the Cardinals then after the Pirates and then have a home-and-home home series with the White Sox. White Sox series isn't going to mean anything. Yeah, but their team's going to be good. 
Yeah, and okay, in 60 games, he got to win. Like, yeah. every game carries, you know, it's three times as important yeah. as in a 162 game. But I'm definitely excited that our first nine games or so are in division. Yeah, me too. Um, speaking about baseball, well, more baseball, I guess. There's no baseball in Canada this year. I'm not sure if you saw, Jake. Uh, the Canadian government has disallowed any baseball in uh, Canada, which only affects one team. But, um, yeah, they can't. Uh, the uh, Blue Jays cannot play baseball in Canada this year. I think they were actually looking at Pittsburgh to host their home games. I mean, it's not going to be a real problem because there's going to be no fans. So, like, it, the home field advantage isn't really that much, but it's going to be weird playing in a different ballpark. Yeah, yeah, like, I saw that too, and it will be, it'll be kind of shitty for the Blue Jays players, like, you're not, you're not really getting your, like, you're not getting the home field advantages of, you're in the place that you're comfortable in. Yeah, you know the batter's eye, you know what you like to hit, where, and... Yeah, and you kind of, you know, you're used to your locker room, and you have your same routine that you probably do, that probably would have had to be different this year anyway, but it'll just be weird that everybody else gets their home stadium. Yeah. And Toronto's playing in Pittsburgh. Right, or wherever the <laughs> hell they end up. I think it would be cool, though, to put them at some... Like, yeah, you can't put them in a high school field no. because they would park everything. Yeah. But, like, I think it would be cool to put them in, like, not an MLB stadium. Put them stadium. in a AAA stadium somewhere. Or, like, yeah, put them in something, like, unique that, like... I'm ass- yeah, and I'm assuming that they can't put them in a stadium that they're going to play in this year or play against, you know, like... I think they might choose Pittsburgh because they're not Pittsburgh isn't on the schedule. Like I don't, they, they obviously couldn't play in the AL East, any of the stadiums there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could play in Detroit because they probably probably play Detroit because Detroit makes the most sense. It's a forty minute drive. Yeah. Whatever it is, an hour. Um, it would make sense to play in Detroit, but I, yeah, I just don't think it's possible because if you have a like say Toronto has a home game in Detroit, not really a home game, you know. Right. Yeah. It's kind of. Because, like, it's already not a home game for Toronto, but then it's turned into a home game for Detroit. What's weird, too, is they haven't announced anything, and that's three days away. Yeah, like, we play soon, and, and they're Toronto's just not, not a stadium. Yeah, like, are they, put them in a Field of Dreams cornfield or something. All you need Man, some, I wish that thing was already built. All you need some dirt and a fence that's 400 feet away from home plate. You do know they're building that, right, though? What? Field of Dreams. Are they really? They're building it in the middle of Iowa. Yeah, but not for Toronto. Well, yeah. I'm saying give Toronto, like, put it up today. Like, give it. Put it up like the uh, the Benchwarmers when they build that new stadium in 24 hours. Yeah, like, (laughs) just put something together. It doesn't need any seating. It doesn't really need any amenities. slide! (laughs) Give Toronto something like that. (laughs) Don't put them in an MLB stadium. Put them somewhere else. Put them in a parking lot in Detroit. Yeah, but you need turf. You can't be having the ball bounce off the lot. Well, you could. Yeah, you could. I mean, the hops <laughs> would be pretty consistent unless yeah, they mean, get a pothole. They, they got to find somewhere that, that they can play. I mean, like I said, probably going to be Pittsburgh. Might be Cleveland. No, I can't play Cleveland because they're in the AL. They got to find an NL team. Yeah, so it's probably like Pittsburgh, Philly. Yeah, Cincinnati. <sighs> Cincy. Maybe... I don't know. It, it's going to be weird, though, seeing, yeah. seeing no home team at a, at a Toronto game because mm-hmm. neither team's going to... In that shit-ass stadium. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll move on. 
Our last topic of the day is NBA. Um, Bucks related. Eric Bledsoe, um, as you guys probably know, already tested positive for COVID. We got the news recently that Pat Connaughton also tested positive. Neither have been in Orlando, which is good. Um, they're keeping the bubble a bubble. They, uh, the Bucks shut their facility down a couple week, a uh, week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, um, for undisclosed reasons. We now find out that these are the reasons uh, the two players tested positive. I'm just glad that they got out in front of this and didn't send COVID players to Orlando because that would shut everything fucking down again, which would suck. Um, yeah, it's it's a big loss for the first three or four games of the end of the regular season for the Bucks, but we're six games out in first place in front of the Raptors right now. Um, shouldn't be a big deal. We'll get them back by the time it's playoffs. We we will not lose the number one seed. It's not physically possible. In eight games, you're not going to lose. No, like, mathematically, sure, it could happen. It's not going to. As long as Giannis is on the court, if we have to win a game to keep the one seed, yeah, not really worried. It's not like we don't have seven other players that can fill in. Yeah, like, not really worried. No, not worried at all. Uh, just a, a little concerning if they can't give... I think they have to test, pot, or test negative um, after their quarantine or whatever, like, three times before they can get down to Orlando. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to get down to Orlando. Maybe it's just private jet, just send them down there or what? Because I know a lot of the teams went down in, like, commercial uh, jets that were, like, just for the team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it for individual players. <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to wait till both test negative. Just, then... just make Robin Lopez take a road trip and go and pick <laughs> him up. Him and Brooke will go scoop him. No, put uh, Robin Lopez and DJ Wilson in the in the... VW minivan. Yeah, just go pick him up. (laughs) We don't need him. Just go get boys. Budenholzer walks in. Hey, Robin, big task for you today, buddy. (laughs) Coach, am I starting? No, you actually got to go to Milwaukee and pick up Bledsoe and Connaughton. (laughs) What What car do you think Robin Lopez drives? It's not newer than 2008. No, but I think that's that could be the same for both. Brooke Lopez, too. You see all the throwback shit Brooke wears to games and shit? I think yeah, he's an but old like, school guy, too. Yeah, but like I would say like a 04 car isn't old school. It's just old. True. I th- I'm thinking, I mean, not realistically, but I wish Robin Lopez drived like a 2000 Chevy Blazer that's got just rough spots in it. Okay, no, that actually might be what Robin's whipping in. Kind of, Kind of looking like he's homeless. Even when he's not driving it, but also when he's driving it. Yeah, like you see a dude like looking like Robin Lopez get into an older car, and you're like, huh, like, wonder what that guy does for a living. Oh, he's a professional <laughs> well, athlete. Yeah, he makes he makes millions. Yeah. yeah okay, he's loaded. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, also, with the NBA bubble, um, there were 346 tests conducted um, within the past week for COVID. And zero positives. Great fucking news. That's the best news I've heard other than I found out we were playing baseball this weekend like 30 minutes ago. That's the best news I've heard. Because the fact that we have zero positives and 346 tests means they're doing their job. They're all the play- I know the players, some players have left the bubble. Some players have picked up food right outside the bubble and had to be sent to quarantine or whatever. But they're doing their job. They're, they're keeping, obviously, tests 
negative, and um, we should get basketball on time. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, as as scheduled from like a month ago. What yeah. I want to know is, do they like how do they know they stepped out of the bubble? Bro, there's snitches. There's fucking snitches. I don't know how they got the dude who uh, Rashad Holmes, I think, was the dude who went to pick up a food delivery from outside the bubble, but. They're snitches. Some dude snitched on Jimmy Butler for dribbling his basketball too late at night. Yeah. Like, and they're anonymous. I hate that they're... I wish there was, like, some way we could tell who's snitching It's definitely Chris Paul. <laughs> you don't like Chris Paul? I mean, he snitched on his old team and gave the Rockets the back way to get in the locker room. I mean, yeah. Okay, if it's not Chris Paul, who is it? Number one snitch in... in Basketball. Oh, it's definitely D'Angelo Russell. I think it might be Hassan Whiteside. I think it's D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I'm just going off past experience. Let's see. Okay, who who stands to benefit from Jimmy Butler getting yelled at? Anybody in the East, right? Theoretically, yeah. So it can't be Chris Paul. Okay. It's, it's got to be D'Angelo who, Russell. Who's playing the Heat in the first round? Well, it would probably heat or what, like the six seed? I think they're the five, but they might be the four. Who knows? Uh, heat or the four seed, they are playing the 76ers. Joel Embiid. Ooh, Embiid, do you Embiid? think? Simmons, maybe? Yeah, it might be Simmons because he doesn't want to get shown bitch. up. Yeah. I think Simmons I think Simmons is the, the obvious choice there. Embiid might be there. Um, fuck the 76ers, though. Yeah, Simmons, we're on to you, man. I mean, You're not I, slick. I see a lot of stuff. One of my, uh, one of the people I follow on Twitter likes the 76ers, and he's like retweeting stuff and liking stuff. The 76ers, thinking they have a chance at the NBA championship is ridiculous. They're like, they're almost like the Browns, where like, like everyone was like, oh, like, I mean, obviously the Sixers had to trust the process, but that's kind of what the Browns did. Yeah. And it sh- it's never going to pan out like, like, I would say it's more likely that the Browns could become, like, successful than the 76ers. Even though the Sixers are, like, better than the Browns in terms of, like, at least they make the yeah. playoffs. With that lineup, the Sixers aren't winning a title anytime soon. No, they don't have any fucking shooting. No. And so I saw a video. It was, like, Simmons shooting an ugly three-point shot and drained yeah. it. And at ESPN was like, Simmons get a new shot over quarantine? Yeah, and he's, like, he's, no. not, he's not shooting over anybody. It's at like a flat, a flatter arc than Kobe's. And Kobe made it look good, but he, Ben Simmons doesn't. It looked terrible. And they were like, oh, watch out, Eastern Conference. And it was from the corner, like the <laughs> shortest possible three you could make. And who knows how many shots he took before that. He ESPN does the same shit for Zion, too. Like, oh, Z- Zion's, Zion's got make, a burner? Zion will make an 18-foot jump shot, and they would be like, uh-oh. Watch teams. out, NBA. <laughs> I hate how much fucking publicity Zion gets. I, I gotta go on a rant real quick. Zion doesn't fucking deserve it. He averages 18 points a game. Cool. He's done that for 12 games in the regular season. They're putting all this fucking hype on him, and I fucking hate it because it's annoying as hell that he hasn't done anything. I know it's kind of like their LeBron situation. Oh, he's maybe the next best thing. Fuck that. You shouldn't even have Zion in the in the bubble right now. He shouldn't be in the bubble other than TD ratings. Fuck him. I saw an article that was like, it's, like, it's Zion's Rookie of the Year award to lose. The NBA just said they're not counting the play-in games towards awards anyway. Yeah. There is no reason Zion should win Rookie of the Year. No, I'm not saying he's not going to be good or anything like that, 
But, like, rookie of the year, not rookie of the last ten games. Yeah, and there's a guy named uh, John Morant. Who, who happens to be pretty good. Who happened to lead his absolutely trash Grizzlies team to an eight seed above Zion's team. I know Zion didn't really have a chance to lead his team to the playoffs, but I, I just I can't get over the fact that they bought fucking pretty much chose to bring Zion into the bubble. They're fucking the Grizzlies are three and a half I guess three and a half games above the Pelicans. Fuck them. I Imagine if Zion was in New York right now. We would get... Oh, they would have brought all 30 teams back. We would have gotten three times more Zion coverage in the past six months than we do now. And it's... We already get enough. We get way too much. They would have been like, all right, we're just going to cancel. Or we're going to... We're not going to start the 2020-21 season until March. We're going to play a full season, give the Knicks a chance to see what they can do. Yeah, no no bubble, no nothing. We'll We'll just have the Nets play again. All right, that's uh, that's all. As I crack another beer, uh, just enjoying the times, uh, catching a buzz. We are going to be back next week, per usual, once a week uh, uploads. I know we were a little late this week, but you know, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Buy our merch, listen to our shit, tell your grandma about our podcast, see what she has to say. Uh, thanks for listening. I uh, we we really appreciate it. Uh, you got anything else to say? Nope. Uh, shout out Ireland. I think we still got that one person from Ireland listening. So. How about the German kid? I think they just listened to the Bundesliga episode ah, and that was it. it. But shout out Should Ireland. Should we just put Bundesliga in the in description just to see if the German listens? Yeah, maybe we should say like, hey, <laughs> soccer special. Okay, soccer special real quick. Bundesliga is a sport. It's a, it's a conference in... A sport. It's a league in Germany. Yeah, the number one league in Germany. Naturally. Yeah. One of the better leagues in Europe, correct? Correct. Okay, see? Yeah, that that's soccer talk. Bundesliga. That's All talking right. soccer. <laughs> that's talking soccer on the Catching the Buzz podcast. We'll see you guys next week and peace out. Wow.